Hello boys and girls ladies and gentlemen my name is Nishant and welcome to the Nishant Garg show This show is for people who want to live a fulfilled life through mindfulness practices and personal transformation My job on this show is to invite world class performers to share the practices to live a fulfilled life This episode guest is Lisa Pineda and in this episode she is going to share proven tips on the how and the why of yoga and meditation to elevate our energy and acquire peace and calm. Lisa is an international yoga and meditation instructor, documentary executive producer of The Yogi, two times TEDx speaker and a global retreat leader. She combines decades of experience in healthcare as an award-winning multimedia journalist and a yoga instructor to create endless space for authenticity. Lisa advocates for individuals and families who are struggling to start a family with a creation of yoga for fertility and a mindful meditation app and now the episode begin Lisa welcome to the show Hi Nishant First of all thank you so much for being on the show It's my pleasure. It's an honor to be here today. Thank you so much for asking me. I would like to ask you how would your family describe what do you do for a living? <laughs> so, I'm a yoga, meditation and pranayama, which is breathwork instructor. I teach yoga different formats i teach yoga in group fitness classes i teach yoga private set in private settings and i also host yoga retreats in costa rica on a annual basis uh let's see so During the summer I lead classes on the beach for sunset yoga which is a great way to get my students outdoors and it's really conducive to practicing yoga some of the different types of yoga classes I teach are ashtanga vinyasa which is a physically rigorous sequence hatha yoga a basic beginner type of yoga restorative yoga which is a relaxing form of yoga, yin yoga, a deep stretch format, yoga for fertility, which is a sequence of yoga I created on my own personal experience treatments to share with individuals, couples and families who are struggling to conceive. I also teach prenatal yoga for the expectant mother and postnatal yoga for the new mom looking to ease her way back to yoga after having a baby so my yoga clients range from young fit athletes to pre postnatal to yoga for fertility for older adults and also i teach yoga to individuals with disabilities and speaking of uh teaching yoga for disabilities and you have one documentary where you were teaching yoga to a blind person can you please elaborate more on that so sure uh 
a client, a private client of mine has a disability. He's uh, blind in one eye and also he has uh, he has hearing problems. And I was actually teaching him in a group setting and I approached him and his family about deepening his practice so he could get more focused attention. Uh, because in group classes, it's really hard for instructors to take time and really focus and give specific instructions tailored to a student's needs if you're in a group class. But in a private individual setting, I'm able to take a look at his well-being and custom tailor a yoga sequence that is appropriate for his needs and body. So this individual is, his name is Danny, is able to really focus on his yoga practice in a home setting. Uh, He's actually taken off in the past couple of years that we've practiced together. His his attention to yoga is phenomenal. And despite his disabilities, I think the yoga practice has really opened him up. Uh, It's amazing if you could see his practice now compared to when we first started practicing yoga together. His practice has just taken off. He's able to really connect with himself, mind, body, and spirit through his yoga practice because the yoga practice has just changed him uh, from a physical and emotional standpoint. It's truly an inspiration to work with this client who has a disability. And yoga is for everybody. Exactly. And, and- I see it a lot of times these days uh, in in very renowned yoga studios. The their fees is very expensive, which is not convenient for a for an average person to afford. What do you think about that? Absolutely. So when I first started practicing yoga. I couldn't believe the cost of a, of a single class. And for me at the time, I was fortunate uh, to be able to have that disposable income because I was working in the corporate world and I was able to pay for those fees. But for some individuals, uh, I mean, the price of yoga has definitely has substantially gone down since it's been, it, it's been, out there in the public, the cost of a single class. Um, I I can certainly say now yoga is more accessible than it was in the past. Uh, Before it was just offered in studios or exclusive as a part of an exclusive uh, membership package and the price was pretty high. But now yoga is becoming more affordable and it's more accessible the practice is being offered in many different environments and it's even offered 
virtually now where you can access a whole host of different instructors and clubs online and those even in communities and those classes that are offered are unique and they're accessible so the beauty of the yoga practice has and the offerings has expanded tremendously compared to when it first started and what is the meaning of yoga i'm just curious to you know sure so yoga is a 5000 year old practice and you know yoga is basically it means union or to yoke uh yoga it it has so many different meanings it you know the beauty of yoga is that you know it's not about the physical postures and yoga is linked to the breath it it's it's an amazing practice where you're able to you know gain spiritually physically and emotionally from the practice you link each breath to the movement and when you walk out of class it's it's different from any type of physical fitness class that you take you walk out of there you feel like a cleanse you you know you enter into meditative states um as a result of your yoga practice uh when i first started uh practicing at first it was about the physical practice but eventually it was the spiritual practice that uh made me keep coming back for more uh yoga when you keep a consistent practice you learn to focus on your breath and that breath creates this space between the stimulus of whatever you're experiencing and your response to that stimulus and that breath can be the pathway for change and growth or restoration and you begin to start to connect deeply with your true self um the the practice teaches us so much about ourselves and self acceptance and self love but i can honestly say that there's no amount of self improvement that can help without practicing self acceptance first and i learned that from yoga so yoga is such an such an an evolving practice and i can honestly say it's arbitrary to the student it offers so many positive effects from an emotional physical and spiritual concept and yoga is is not just a physical pose or a beach pose there are many many emotional mental and spiritual connectivity with that and what you're saying is when we leave the yoga class or if we are doing yoga in our home then there is huge cleansing in our mind body and soul and we feel a lot at ease and peace because we are focusing on our breath during yoga 
And what are the breathing techniques that may have during yoga session? Sure. So there are different types of formats to practice the breath uh, with the yoga poses. In Hatha yoga, it's a wonderful format for a beginner student to practice because we hold the poses for a couple of deep breaths and it really gives the student an opportunity to feel their body in a specific shape. So for instance, if a yoga student, a new, a brand new student was trying down dog for the first time and being in that upside down letter V and maybe holding it for three to five breaths, he'll begin to feel his breath connected to his mind and he may feel uncomfortable and that's okay. Learn to either breathe through it and stay within the pose for three to five breaths or he may get out of the pose because he feels truly uncomfortable and that's okay too. So yoga gives us this mind-body awareness of learning to be comfortable with things that make us feel uncomfortable through the shapes or the postures. And in yoga, we call that asanas. And it, these postures, they, as I said, they link the breath to the movement and it helps us become healthier and balanced and it gets us into these deep states of meditation and it also and helps speaking of uncomfortable and not feeling so great in some poses i have had some experience with the yoga i started learning yoga in february of 2020 and there are some challenging poses when I really wanted to give up and then this breakthrough moment comes and this awareness and mindfulness comes. How do I do in life when there is a tough moment? And it's it's kind of a breakthrough moment in the yoga sessions when we can relate every pose, every challenging pose to any tough situation, any tough moment in our life. If we can stick to that challenging pose and focus on our breathing and being in the present moment, awareness. And the same thing we can apply in our day-to-day tough moments. Exactly. So when we practice yoga, even just sitting down in a cross-legged seated position closing our eyes and focusing on our breath. It's calming and it replenishes our energy and it's calming for the mind because it downregulates our sympathetic nervous system. And we begin to let go of maybe conversations or stress that we have and hold. And as a result, that can add physical tension in our body. So over the course of a yoga practice session, our body triggers this similar opening in our minds and as a result, an opening in our hearts. And in this place of 
openness, we're able to experience a deep sense of connectivity, linking these essential parts of who we are. And with the coronavirus pandemic that we are facing in 2020 these days, how can someone use yoga in their lives today? And what could be the benefit in this pandemic? So before the global pandemic, I think a majority of us were so stressed out to the max and full of anxiety and and programmed to push ourselves beyond the limit. Before all of this happened, it was about powering through to the point of exhaustion, multitasking, leaning in and working late every night. I think some of us were almost brainwashed to power through. So there's, I think we all have. There is a fine line between grit and burnout. And some of us were playing close to our edge. It's almost like the universe pulled the brakes and asked us to slow down, consume less and be more reflective. And even before the pandemic, people were turning to yoga and meditation for inner peace. Yoga and meditation are essential tools in today's environment. It's almost like brushing and flossing your teeth. And movement is medicine. As you get older, you just can't have enough. Maintaining our own good health will put less stress on the healthcare system and free up resources to help those who are sick and need care. And it can actually build strength in the body and the mind in these extraordinary times, even help with preventing diseases that occur in the nervous and immune systems, that fight or flight system. Strong immune system has been linked to a mind that is positive, calm, and filled with gratitude and able to manage stress. So yoga begins with the breath or prana. By focusing on the breath, we can use our breath to help regulate the nervous system. Breath is our life energy, our life force. In yoga, the Sanskrit Indian name is prana, breath. Uh, Prana is chi in China and ki in Japan. And no doubt you attain more vitality through yoga by using the breath as a tool and by using the breath to help find an equanimous, balanced body. When we practice the physical postures, we pay attention to the breath, the body, the mind. And I sometimes compare the cleansing process of yoga like wringing out a dirty sponge. In order to clean that sponge, you hold it under the tap and then twist it direction and then wring it out the dirt in the other direction. Finally, as the water from the tap rushes through wringing out the sponge, there is no more dirt. In the asana practice, the physical postures, we do the same thing. We bend in one direction and in the opposite pose, we counterpose. First, we twist to the right, and then we twist to the left. We are methodically wringing out stress and stiffness from our bodies and also clearing our mind in the process. And if somebody has never done yoga in their life and they are willing to do it yoga, how should they know what kind of yoga is right fit for them and during and during the pandemic times, all the yoga studios are closed. So how can they get started 
in their homes and how should they know what is right for them wonderful question so for a new person who would love to start a practice and given the state of the environment where everything is closed the best way is maybe to get online and youtube offers thousands of yoga and meditation classes i actually offer a few and if you haven't done a class my best recommendation is just scroll through a couple of yoga videos that are out there and just carve out time find a place where you can you don't even have to have a yoga mat just a place where you just a small space where you can physically move around in maybe close quarters and gear your practice with a basic i would start out with a basic class where you can move your body because like i said movement is medicine and just moving your body you'll feel a cleanse compared to when you first stepped onto your mat and then try it once and resonate with you maybe try a different video instructor but if you find something you like the idea is to be consistent and be repetitive until it feels good in your body it doesn't have to be exactly what the instructor is doing and remembering poses can be tough in the beginning because there are so many poses and with practice and with repetitive practice we can our body will adapt to all those poses and Absolutely. does a does a person have to be super flexible or flexible to do yoga or anybody can do it you don't have to be bending like a pretzel to do yoga or even touch your toes all you have to do is just show up because when you take the time to practice yoga just a couple of different poses you leave the class feeling a lot better than when you first started and there are so many postures that can be done in yoga and you, you don't have to do a specific sequence just do some different shapes that feel right in your body i mean there are certain formats of yoga that are specifically for alignment but i would not recommend those for beginner students to take right away but for example just a simple seated posture with a twist that will help open up the rib cage anybody can perform that pose even on a chair and there is chair yoga now that is offered for individuals who prefer to sit in a chair while doing yoga so you don't necessarily have to sit on a mat you could even sit on your couch in today's times and the simple movement of lifting and separating the vertebrae it will help open up the ribs and deepen and lengthen the breath or perhaps even lying down on your mat or on the carpet or floor whatever feels comfortable or even on your bed in a bridge position where the soles of the feet are flat and the knees are bent 
and then you lift your pelvis off the ground, that's a pose that can be almost performed by everybody and you're stimulating your central nervous system in this bridge pose. So you'll feel better. You'll feel the benefits of yoga in any shape. And yoga is always connected to some sort of a spirituality. And I want to ask you, does a person need to be spiritual to have yoga incorporated in their lives? So I like to say that yoga is not, yoga is obviously not a religion. I wasn't a deeply religious person to begin with when I practiced yoga, but when I started deepening my practice of yoga, I became a more spiritual person. And that is subjective to any yoga practitioner. There's something about the yoga practice that deepens in your mind and your body. And eventually you become a spiritual person because of the yoga practice, because you become more aware, you become more compassionate, you begin to grow the self-acceptance and self-love. And that's where the self-improvement occurs. And, and in tandem, you gain a spiritual understanding of all of this. Because yoga connects your outer being to your inner being. You're connecting to your mind, body, and soul. And that's when the real breakthrough happens in life. If you don't believe, or if our listeners don't believe in any spirituality, you don't have to believe in that. But yoga will give you relaxation for sure. And Lisa, Absolutely. I would like to ask you that yoga is one of the forms of many relaxation techniques. Do you have any other relaxation technique in your life apart from meditation and yoga? So... Other relaxation techniques for me are to completely do nothing, like just be, whether it's, you know, turning off the radio, not looking at my phone, checking emails, you know, just sitting down and relaxing and enjoying my meal, really savoring the bite and the taste of my food, that's relaxing for me. That is amazing mindfulness practice that you're focusing on each bite of your food and not watching TV or something and not talking to anybody, not doing multitasking. This is amazing mindfulness practice. Exactly. And my hope is that, you know, during these times, I'm able to do that more now than ever before. And I'm truly savoring it. It's these fast, crazy, competitive times where we don't actually have the opportunity to really pay attention to the things we're doing, like washing the dishes and, and seeing the water come out from the spout or watching the suds surround the dishes. 
And even with cooking for me, which I find relaxing, believe it or not. And focusing on one thing is yes. so tough. Exactly. And that's when it, we can cultivate mindfulness practices such as yoga, meditation, or any other technique such as therapy or in massages or any sort of relaxation techniques will help you to understand and discover your self in a newer way because we can peel different layers that is surrounding our heart and soul and when we peel off those layers we can connect to our child exactly and in one of your ted talks you have talked about letting go is a lifelong process letting go is not easy which is so tough letting go is not easy for me and i'm sure this is not easy for a lot of people can you please explain on that sure so i think we tie our identities to our job titles are we just give titles to ourselves whether you know i'm a friend mother senior corporate exec yoga instructor we we have such a huge identity tied to these titles and, and some of it may be instilled in us because of our parents or because we were educated and trained to be a certain way and perform a certain way and i feel that this has been ingrained in us since our childhood and so it took me a really long time to shed those layers and to let go of these titles of who i'm supposed to be what i'm supposed to be doing and the process of letting go didn't happen overnight it took some time i think through my yoga practice that certainly helped me discover who i am by shedding these layers because in yoga we practice non attachment not just you know not only just attaching to our cars our house our job titles but even attaching to emotions and sensations and we crave these things because they're ingrained in us and that's just who we are so practicing yoga helps us to let go and shed these layers and it may not happen in a class or overnight but we learn to shed this attachment and does any process does any experience your personal experience comes to your mind right now when you were struggling to let go of those titles of attachments and you were able to let go eventually through yoga practice yes exactly so you know there was a point in my life where i was just holding on to these titles and 
these situations where I thought I would be, you know, working for the rest of my life. I thought I would be in the corporate world and, you know, working there for the rest of my life. And, you know, deep down inside, I didn't feel a satisfaction. And I was always practicing yoga on the side and practicing yoga helped me to let go. And even when I was struggling to get pregnant, I had some issues and, you know, the breathing techniques that I had learned in yoga helped calm me. Um, times of when I was struggling and when I had miscarried and when I felt like my body had failed me. And it was always my yoga practice that helped bring me to this place of centering and calm and reconnecting me to myself. It helped me become less anxious. So basically, yoga helps to reduce the amount of cortisol, the stress hormone that runs through the and So I used yoga to help bring my body back to this stress-reduced state where I was able to conceive. And today, I'm the proud mother of a miracle son. And I know in my heart, it was yoga that helped me become a mom. So I continued on this path of yoga by helping other women and families who were struggling on this path to get pregnant. I set up complimentary workshops at local yoga studios and fertility clinics, um, specifically to help target the community. This community of women and families face the emotional and physical stress of trying to conceive. And these became sacred spaces and outlets for them to share their battle story. I created this yoga for fertility sequence to help them center the attention on the breath, to help relax the mind and the body. So when you created yoga for fertility, did you face any push from medical doctors or from any scientific studies that yoga cannot, you know, yoga cannot solve this fertility problem. Can you please explain more on that? So actually, when I first started sharing my yoga for fertility sequence, I offered these workshops at the fertility clinic that helped me conceive and they were really supportive. All the doctors, you know, wanted me to share as a former um, IVF patient, share the benefits of yoga, benefits of yoga and meditation with patients. So I didn't really receive any pushback. And then I moved out of the city and into the suburbs here on Long Island. And I started sharing my, yoga for fertility sequence with local clinics out here. And they had heard about some of the practices that I use that were holistic and they were actually supportive and encouraging. And so I haven't received any pushback from the medical community. And in fact, they view it as a positive outreach to patients who are going through protocols during this time. And uh, 
the strongest reason is that it is reducing your stress and anxiety level and this that will definitely help in the fertility and because i'm not a parent yet but i have read and heard a lot about this when women take a lot of stress it affects them in getting pregnant if i'm not wrong in this area mm-hmm. so yoga is definitely a great practice to incorporate in our daily lives to feel calm and peace and when we are relaxed calm peaceful we can think in a better way we can make effective decisions in our life because effective decisions effective good decisions can determine and identify our quality of life so this is deep ingrained practice which will definitely help in many many areas of our life not just stress stress not just dealing with the stress or anxiety this is just an outcome basically and with that when we can handle our stress and anxiety we can do many things many big things in our life and and create many new possibilities and when we are stressed we cannot think clearly this is my personal experience yes exactly it's systemic it will phase through all parts of your life through your relationships and your interactions with other people and it it's not just you know for yoga for fertility you know the practice itself is beneficial on many levels and i would like to ask you what kind of books do you read that gives you peace and relaxation if any book comes to your mind i love rumi i love reading poetry by rumi and who do you who is rumi people who don't know about rumi so he's a poet and his poetry is phenomenal uh i, I his writing it just resonates with me and as a result i've been reading it you know i keep repeating and reading the poems uh, and i also share the book with my students his his stuff is phenomenal does any quote and, from rumi comes to your mind i'm a fan of rumi jalaluddin as well hmm let me see so i love let's see uh oh this is a good one who makes these changes i shoot an arrow right it stands left i ride after a deer and find myself chased by a hawk i pilot to get what i want and end up in prison i dig pits to trap others and fall in i should be suspicious of what i want who makes these changes rumi what does it mean <laughs> he he's so amazing he he just talks about you know how he just digs this trap and 
you know, he should be conscientious about what he does. And I would like to ask you my last question in this conversation. Apart from meditation, yoga, and taking pauses in your life, what do you do or what else do you do when you feel overwhelmed? What else do I do when I feel overwhelmed? I love to connect with nature. I love going because living out here on Long Island, I have so many um, there's beaches to access. I love watching sun rises and sunsets. I love taking walks and, you know, not specifically going anywhere, just getting out in the fresh air and watching, looking at the trees and looking up at the clouds. I think that to me is a wonderful way of relaxation, something I'm able to tap into more nowadays than ever. Gazing in the environment is one of the great spiritual practices to cultivate. And that's when we can cultivate more mindfulness in our self. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for being on the show. It was amazing time and I wish we talk again soon. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode today. I hope you learned from this episode that you can apply in your life. If you did enjoy this, please subscribe to this podcast, The Nishan Gurg Show on Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe to the show through my website, https colon slash slash nishantgurg.me n-i-s-h-a-n-t-g-a-r-g dot me. Yoga does not transform the way he thinks. It transforms the person who sees. Peace.